1: in this league's real big three scott bogman roto world's jonas nader and Hoopball's dan bespris the in this league real big three welcome back everybody it's the real big three on in this league and i think we're actually on time we're on Friday uh, we're right a- around the normal time that we would do this so we got it we got it we're here we're ready to go we're ready to rock and talk some basketball I'm joined of course by Jonas Nader of NBC Sports Edge follow him on the Twitter at Jonas Nader and Dan Bespris of hoopball hoop-ball.com follow him on the Twitter at at Dan Bespris. I know Jonas, your time is limited. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the assist right to you, harden it right to you. So why don't you kick us off with the first of your three subjects, my friend?
2: Sweet. So originally I had Nikil Alexander Walker as like one of the best trade deadline stashes, and he was actually a, a loser when you think about it, because the Pelicans didn't really move anybody besides Reddick. But it turns out Lonzo Ball has the worst hip injury in the world. <laughs> um we don't know if he's actually hurt or if he's just like, I don't know. Sitting on the sidelines because he doesn't want to be, be on the Pelicans because we've heard his dad say he doesn't want to be there. And I can't,
1: usually... I can't listen to anything his yeah. dad says. <laughs> I feel like that was the best part of 2020 was not having to listen to Lavar Ball, and he kind of hasn't resurfaced this year either right. until right now. So I think this is the first we've talked about him on this show. Which you know, going back a couple years ago, I mean, he was constantly brought up. So yeah. uh, I- I'm happy to hear that at least.
2: Yeah, maybe he's trying to get on on, back on TV shows like ESPN just by saying that. So you never know. But I really like Nike Alexander Walker. He's getting a ton of minutes. And do you guys think the Pelicans are tanking? Like all this Zion, Brandon Ingram stuff, Josh Hart sitting with a thumb injury. Like seems kind of shady, does it not?
0: I just think they're bad and guys played themselves (laughs) into injury trying to play too much being bad.
2: Could be. Yeah, but. Either way you look at it, I think now Keel Alexander-Walker is set up as a league winner. Now, when I say league winner, that means like a player you can get off the wire, like a streamer with benefits, like you said, that comes in and offers you top 75 upside, which gives you enough lift to get over that hump late in the season when half the players are injured. So over his last two weeks, he's at 20 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists, nearly a steal, one block and 3.8 triples. Really playing well, 48% from the field. Um, Another thing too is, if you're playing Daily Leagues tonight, how can you keep them out of your lineup, too? Just a small little tidbit here, with Zion and Brandon Ingram off the floor, we're talking about a superstar level usage rate near, like, 35, um, and his per 36 line in that time is 25 points, uh, 3.5 assists, 6 rebounds, 2.3 steals, 1 blocks, and 3.6 triples. Those are some meaty numbers, so I am all in on Nike Alexander Walker and DFS, and for the short term and maybe long term even as well, like, I think he's going to be top 60 the rest of the way with how this is setting up. And rem- remember when, Lo- when Lonzo comes back, what incentive do they have to keep blood? they were offering teams a first round pick to take his contract off. So I can't imagine them playing him, not to mention they have Kira Lewis behind him as well, but yeah, Nikhil Alexander Walker set up for a huge finish. Do you guys agree with me here?
1: I mean, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it's like one of the few times I agree with the per 36 because all these guys are hurt and he actually could get up somewhere near there. So uh, I I I love that. I mean, maybe not 36, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll see what he gets. But yeah, man, I'm I'm absolutely with you on Nikhil Alexander Walker. I I think that, um, you know, this is one of those sneaky moves at the end of the year that I don't think they're tanking because they're only uh, a game and a half back of that play-in tournament to get to the 10 seed or whatever uh but if if they do if they lose a little more ground i could see them tanking so uh even though it doesn't do as much for you as it used to uh it's still a strategy that's being used what do you think dan yeah i'm uh
0: i also don't think they're tanking but uh this is it is pretty weird that guys are just disappearing on that team this one their game tonight which which sort of dates and and makes this pod this particular statement less useful going forward. Uh, they knew the Hawks. This is the last game I think on Atlanta's eight game road trip. I think they've been gone for like two and a half weeks. So you sort of knew off a double overtime game that Atlanta was going to be sitting everyone. So I feel like the Pelicans decided it's almost like they got together with the Hawks. We're like, all right, look, how about we just play no one for one more day? <laughs> well, I, I really want to see what happens in the Pel's next ball game. That's my data collection game. And if all these guys are still out with their rotating weirdo injury, because like Lonzo was supposedly close yesterday. And then now yeah. all of a sudden he's gone for both halves of the back to back. It's a little fishy. I like I'm on board with the fishiness. I need to see one more game <laughs> where all these guys are, are kaput. And then, yeah, I think you kind of have to. And then certainly to your point of like looking towards the future, he's part of their future. Cause Eric Bledsoe most definitely is not Bledsoe. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's just washed or if he just hates being there or what, but he's been a shell of himself. And uh, so, yeah, streamer with benefits and streamer with keeper benefits also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They all have LeVar Ballitis.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Well, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't know exactly what the problem is down there because there were stretches where they looked okay and, like, they played really well in nationally televised games for a while. They seemed like they kind of got up for the big ones, but they're not a good enough team to play down to a competition's level. They're still not playing any defense this year. So something's just not quite right. And maybe it was bad expectations. Maybe they were like, they set their expectations that they were going to be a really good team when all of us on the outside were like, look, you you lost Drew holiday. You lost your best player. You're not getting better this year. Uh, unless you know, can Zion lift you up and over that much? Probably not. Um, but yeah, they're so close to that damn play in thing. I feel like for a lot of teams like the Pels, the Kings, even just sniffing playoffs actually has a, a certain allure to it so i don't think they're going into tank mode but there there is some fishiness going on
2: for sure
1: what's number 2 jonas
2: all right isaiah hardingstein who was set up for a big stream last week and didn't play because he wasn't clear from the trade but last two games it's looked pretty good had a five point game where he struggled against the jazz but had 14 rebounds in that game with seven assists uh one block the next game he has 12 points seven rebounds one assist and two blocks with a triple in 20 minutes. And that was with Kevin Love back. Uh, keep in mind that the Cavs are missing Larry Nance and Jared Allen. But once they do get back, like there's some serious incentive to see what he does, what he can do actually. But so I'm thinking love's not going to be playing much longer. Right. The first time right. back, the last time he played like, three minutes, like, all right, my calf hurts. We're going to sit up for three weeks. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, all right. I'm, I'm going to see you guys later. <laughs> that SpongeBob me basically. But um. <laughs> And then you have Larry Nance who they've experimented with Larry Nance at the three. Uh, and with the, the the lack of talent they have there behind Isaac Okoro, um, they could find a role of 20 to 25 minutes for Hardenstein pretty easily because they don't want Jarrett Allen playing a ton of minutes. He's going to be a restricted free agent. They want to keep him healthy. Uh, so there is a path to value here. And if you look at his numbers for his career, he's a stat monster, man. Like There's some serious upside here. I think he's one of those guys that's going to be super sneaky late in the season when the tank picks up speed. So he is definitely on my radar and I'm definitely streaming him for the short term as well.
1: I was so disappointed when the Rockets just waved him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I I, cool. I, I, I think the dude has a ton of talent, so I'm absolutely with you. And uh, like you said, you know, I, I saw some people going, eh, Kevin loves coming back. So maybe we can dump hard sign I was like, what he's, he's never going to play. Like he's going to play two games and go out hurt again. Like I, there is nothing that uh, says Kevin love is going to be a stalwart in, in this Cleveland offense. So I'm, I'm done with him. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I'm all aboard the Hartenstein train. You, you started it Jonas, but I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with the shovel throwing call in that uh, in the stack for you too. So I, I, I love it. I don't think I, don't think I started player. the
2: Hartenstein train though. I think, Adam King started it
1: actually from hoop ball. <laughs> really Yeah, did. you know what? It okay, probably right. was. It probably was. Yeah, I think was it Adam. was. He asked. Yeah. I think he asked it in our chat. Yeah, on this <laughs> you know. Week. Okay, that's what it was. And then yeah. you gushed. You gushed about him. So yeah. it was Adam. You're right. So Gotta credit I'm too. Thank My you. My guy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So hey, look. I mean, simple answer on this one is. If a guy's streaming and he's playing well don't just abandon ship and right. yeah if your, if your fear is kevin love exactly your is
1: misplaced <laughs> your
0: fear should be larry nance and or jared allen they like fearing a jellyfish
1: when you're surrounded by great whites you know yeah I mean?
0: it stings like yeah. the white will kill, <laughs> kill you after the shark eats my body i don't want it to get stung first that's just mean uh yeah i mean like you know allen and and nance would be the guys that would push him out love If he plays in every game or every non-back-to-back the rest of the way, I'll still be floored. You know he's not playing in back-to-backs. And they're going to be super cautious with his minutes. It's going to be 20, 20, 20, 22. Maybe he gets into the mid-20s by looking at my calendar here. If you guys wonder what I'm staring at, like two weeks from now? Uh, So, yeah. And there's our guy Adam, by the way, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was kind
1: of like, it may it might be early i have no idea what time it is in australia so. <laughs> wait i
0: know this i know this is it seven hours early. i think it's 5 30 a.m there right now Oof. is that Jeez. possible he'll uh, fill uh, it so yeah, yeah. Anyway, man don't drop in advance this is like the in canter thing don't drop
2: until the minutes shift
1: yeah absolutely. Um, yeah i mean easy yeah that that's an easy one what's uh what's last for you jonas
2: all right so the next guy i got is hamadou diallo so he was a huge uh I can't say trade deadline winner because he was traded before the deadline, but um, the Pistons called Hamdu Diallo a core player the day after the trade. And apparently their GM uh, actually worked, uh, sorry, was in OKC with Diallo at one point too. So Troy Weaver is a huge fan. Uh, that was their number one target actually for their first trade because they're, they're really wanting athleticism. Uh, and he has it too. This is a guy with a 44 inch vertical at the combine. So this guy can jump through the roof. Uh, really excited with what I saw in the last two games. Uh, 19 points. Sorry, I'm pulling up stats now. It's
0: a 19 lot. 19
2: points. Yeah, 19 points. Uh, <laughs> seven, no, 8.5 rebounds, three assists. So, really, he's really taken a leap in playmaking. We saw it in OKC as well. Really good playmaker now. One steals, 1.5 blocks, uh, 1.5 threes, which isn't sustainable. He's below 30% for his career. But one reason I like him is he has like kind of a weird stats that like he barely takes threes, so most of his shots are at the rim. So his field percentage is super high for a guard. So a weird fantasy stat set, but it works, right? So I think there's top 80 upside here. Uh, I am not worried about Killian Hayes coming back. He was, I think he's like ranked outside the f- top 400 this year. That's how bad he was before the injury. So we are not picking up Killian Hayes. Diallo's going to get big minutes. Now he has been resting in back-to-backs, but that's going to change, obviously. So yeah, very excited about him. I think he's been on the top 40 run, actually, in his last two games. So a lot of upside here.
1: What do you think of Diallo, Danny?
0: Yeah, my my great fear with him is the threes and uh, and the free throw stuff. But you you have to sort of you have, Well, first of all, in points leagues, he's uh, he could be an absolute behemoth the rest yeah. of the way uh, because he will go bananas with his usage and and the Pistons have every reason to sort of check out the young guy. Um, I think you have to add him in in category leagues also, even if there is that fear that he could go like four for ten at the foul line or at, without a three pointer because they're going to use, I mean, they, they just move guys out of the way to get him all of these minutes. They're being really cautious with him. He's on a minutes restriction. I don't know if that gets lifted anytime soon. And if it does, then you're looking at even more upside. And he strikes me as the kind of guy that could with usage kind of overwhelm his bad free throw percent with good scoring, rebounding assists, steals blocks, that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, hundred percent Add him. And then in points leagues, you just start him immediately in category leagues. If you want to play a little more cautious, you could just you could keep him on your bench for a game or two and see what happens. But uh, yeah, he's he he seems to be someone the Pistons want to get a good look at. So absolutely.
1: I like the the streamer with benefits for him because, you know, if if he should get all the way over this groin injury, you know, the Pistons are tanking. So why not see what you got? You know what I mean? and, And let him play some minutes. But if he tweaks it again at all. Because they're dead last in the East, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see the total shutdown either. So he's a little dicey of an ad, but pick him up right now while he's hot. go yeah. go do that. And if you know if he gets hurt again or whatever or they're limiting him too much, you can always toss him. So I like that one
2: before we move on, shout out Jaden McDaniel's huge week. He actually won me a couple <laughs> weeks in my league, so very excited about him.
1: What, what did you think about uh, KD's DMs, uh, Jonas?
2: <laughs> you guys are going to have to fill me in. I had no I had no idea this happened. I don't know why. I'd oh, never... really?
1: Yeah. Oh, so I guess KD w- and Michael Rapaport have been going back and forth at each other. And KD said uh, some, you know, uh, meet me here at this time and some other <laughs> unflattering things to Michael Rapaport. And then, I don't know, man. Like, if, if Michael Rapaport is going to talk to these guys, like, he's buddies with them. And then act like a you know uh, like he, a Karen he's so offended of what <laughs> KD said you know what I mean I, yeah. I don't know it was what KD said definitely was not right but uh, I don't know I, I thought Michael Rappaport might have been being a little bit of a baby about it too so did, Dan did you see that stuff or did you just I, I didn't like, read the whole right exchange I,
0: I just assumed that Michael Rappaport was glomming on and, and <laughs>
1: said something stupid to
0: call him out for being kind of a little you know kind yeah of, let's call him a pain in the butt yeah. You know, that's, what, that's like a good All one. over NBA stuff. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, why do you, I don't know. I always get this feeling like he feels like he belongs in all of it. Like he, he deserves to be part of all the NBA festivities. And that happens with a lot of guys where, and then I'm watching, I'm like, what really, like, what, what did you do to, to earn
1: you this spot? Uh, (laughs) Well, isn't there a saying like And so on and so forth (laughs) Every musician thinks they should be in the NBA And every NBA player thinks they should be a musician Like uh, there's a But he's an actor, so he's not a musician at all. Not a very
2: good one either, he was good in Prison Break But that was about it
1: (laughs) I I don't think I ever saw Prison Break but was a good show He's he's funny, Michael Rapaport can be funny But he can also be a little bit much And I think this is one of those cases where he's being a little bit much But uh, I'll throw it to you, Dan What do you got for this week?
0: Well, thank you to uh, Bogman for filling my stuff in as I was driving and trying to let you know what uh, <laughs> what topics I want to discuss. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about what was going on in Houston. I feel like we can kind of do uh, something of a rehash here. I, you put Bogman on our list here that we work off of. You put Kelly Olenek victory lap, but I, I don't think I was 100% locked in. And I feel like we were all... Pretty no you weird. were you called it dude. You you, you, you were called pretty it, dude. Kelly-o. You said Lenny's going to
2: feast on. and you were right dude. We're giving you credit. All right, fair take enough. The, take the I'll victory take lap. <laughs> That's right. That's it. right.
0: You, you guys know I love me some Kelly Olenek. I guess my my question there was, you know, what was his role going to be after when Christian Wood came back? Right. Yeah. And he still got his 25 minutes, which for him is generally enough, especially now on a team where if he's not playing as well, he probably still gets his 25 minutes with the heat. If he had an off night, Spo would just sit him down after 11 minutes. That was just it. Like if you're not locked in, if you're feeling woozy or what, I mean, it's a long season. I get it. Uh, in Houston, it's, it's just his that he's got the backup center minutes. He's got some of the backup power forward minutes and he's a fantasy darling. Cause he does basically all nine categories and that's hard to find. So even if you are okay in all nine, you're basically like a top 75 kind of guy. He's, he's behind that. Uh, but he seems like almost a lock to be inside the top 110. And then there's a little bit of upside because Christian Wood is probably not playing back-to-backs, I would think, but you know, maybe we get surprised and we get more games out of Wood than I expect. But really, I'd like to transition this topic to ask you guys about kind of what's to come in Houston. It feels like we are now kind of... Last week, we weren't really staring down the barrel of the shutdown. Even though we all knew it was coming, the question was sort of at what tempo. Uh, Bogman, this is your... This is your land, sad though it yeah. may be right now. John Wall, does he come back here? Is this the end for him, this, this latest knee issue? Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. now as, as the point guard. Daniel House, is there any upside there? How are you rolling things out here with Houston the rest of the way?
1: Yeah, I mean it's got to be shutdown city uh, pr- pretty soon. You know, usually uh, we want to call uh, Houston clutch city, but this is going to be shutdown city pretty soon. So I think John Wall is going to go the way of the dodo for the rest of the season at some point here. And uh, you know, look, it- it's it's those guys you mentioned, right? It- it's uh, it's Denal House, it's uh, uh, Kevin Porter, it- it's Deshaun Tate. Deshaun Tate's been pretty good, especially yeah. over the last two weeks. He ranks like. I think uh, fifty-five and a nine cat. Just looking at our uh, yeah. our uh, former uh, R.I.P. Roto World, now NBC Sports Age, Edge League that, <laughs> that we're in. So, and he ranks fifty-five over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Wood is uh, sixty-eight, like you said, Kelly Olinick ninety-seven. So inside that top one hundred and twenty. So House is going to get some looks. I mean, look. DJ Augustine's getting some minutes, guys. You know, oh God, here we go. Lo- <laughs> very deep league. Very deep league. Let's, all right. Let's just, you know what? Let's just break the show. So we got yeah. Augustine and Corey Joseph and do the whole tour. You guys, I, I don't know that I've seen a harder eye roll on Corey Joseph. He's than when good. i mentioned him he's last week you can he's just been mad. pretty good yeah, yeah. you rub it in our faces hard right now you go for it yeah i mean i'm not gonna do that because as soon as i say anything super positive he'll go right back to being a bench player you know what i mean so uh no no thanks on that but yeah look these guys have some roles but it's gonna be dicey in houston they're they're gonna play super young guys and i, I think tate is really you know, all you need to know from this team. And he's still under 50% on own. Uh, owned. He's 44% on Yahoo. So, uh, he's available in most leagues to pick up. That's yeah, so. weird. Jonas, my good man.
2: Yes. I think the, pre- the player to watch in Houston, I'm with you on Kelly. I think it's going to maintain that 25 minute role for now, but I think the player I'm watching, everyone knows about Kevin Porter jr. He's obviously early round upside, but KJ Martin jr. Seems interesting to me. Um, kind of has the same stats as Derek Jones jr. With the high blocks and, Uh, decent steals, uh, high rebounder as well. Can't shoot threes, but talk about a player who could break out late in the season when they really dial back Christian Wood because they're tanking hard. I think K.J. Martin is the player to keep on your watch list.
1: I I tell you what, I'd like to see D.J. Wilson get some minutes too. Uh, I would too, yeah. He's just a fun player to watch. You know, seeing him the last couple days, uh, the last couple games with the Rockets has been fun too, so I'd like to see him get an expanded role, but that's not a guy you go pick up. You wait to see if he gets those minutes, obviously
0: yeah okay so i think where we're at with the rockets is like you really got to watch them every night you got to watch them every night i mean you don't have to dream. please don't you do don't that to, yeah. so i don't
1: you're i don't gonna... want to watch them every night Dude, look at their box score every night for god's sake you know and that's why i, I i'm thankful baseball's back so i don't have to watch this misery <laughs> every single night it's it's not fun for me
0: okay no more rockets you're free <laughs> uh let's go back to pistons land because I, I think i had them on my list last week and and that needs an update also uh for one just Said it a second ago. Corey Joseph has actually been pretty good lately. Dennis Smith Jr. was cleared yesterday, but didn't play, which was one of those like, well, he's available, but obviously he's not healthy quite yet. Killian Hayes is on his way back, presumably. We're still getting plenty of Jeremy Grant and plenty of Mason Plumley. Sadiq Bey is sort of, you know, and, and Hamadou Diallo, who we just talked about uh, earlier in the show. Those guys seem to be getting some pretty good chunks of minutes. I'm of the opinion, and you guys can feel free to tell me I'm completely bonkers, but I actually am kind of stashing Dennis Smith Jr. Although it's hard because we haven't really known what his his status was and, until there was some kind of positive movement yesterday. It seemed, but if he actually gets back and healthy, I, I don't like. He strikes me as someone that could be a, a, a pretty good difference maker right now, and and nobody's really paying attention to him because he's hurt. So Jonas, I'll go to you on this one. Uh, Pistons backcourt. Outside yeah. of Diallo, uh, is DSJ a guy you're looking at? Would you, would you add him early? Would you wait until he actually gets into a ball game? How do you play that one out? Because maybe I'm a little bit over-enthusiastic.
2: No, I'm with you. Like, I don't think I'm stashing him right this second. I'd like to see what happens when Killian Hayes comes back tomorrow, and then we'll see. Maybe it's, maybe it'll be too late. You never know. But if you want to, sure, that's fine. But uh, Casey has done this before. DSJ was available yesterday, but after the game for the second time, he was available and didn't play. He said conditioning. So I think we'll see him mm-hmm. next game. Um Casey has said in the in the past that he's opened the two point guard lineups, which is what's gonna happen with Delon and Killian Hayes when he got back, but Delon was obviously traded. So I think we can see some DSJ Killian lineups because DSJ, uh unlike the previous years, he's actually one of their best defenders right now. So really good defender this year. He has some range to his game now, so he can coexist. Um and there's a chance he starts over Killian. I don't think that's even a hot take anymore because yes, Killian's a great long term prospect, but he was brutal before the injury too. So uh, if he can get 25 minutes, I think DSJ is a top 100 players. Just it just remains to be seen if it actually happens. But I'm with yeah. you.
1: Uh, I don't know about the SJ. Uh, I I'll roll with you guys. You guys know better than me. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'll tell you what. I'm way more tentative on him than you guys. Like he just he's had so many chances and he's never made anything out of them. Like he he could have been he could have been big. It with with the Knicks and, and he's just he's been nothing so and this
2: year is the first year he looks good on in the eye
1: test like, okay now uh, if, if you say so I just yeah. I feel like the opportunities have been there for him to make an impact and he hasn't stepped up to the plate so yep. I, I'm more tentative than you guys but look if Dan and Jonas are suggesting it th- then I'm on board so not completely uh, only a little bit insane but not yeah. completely
0: right right
1: That's yeah crazy. exactly
0: all right. My last one is, is a big swing, man. This is my home run cut here. Uh, I think that if you are, and I wouldn't do this if you're like cruising in first place, and I don't think you can do it if you're in a head to head league and you're in like sixth place and hanging on for dear life. But if you're in a games cap format, or if you're kind of middle of the pack in your head to head league, and you're looking at the teams up above you and thinking, man, even if I got to those teams in the playoffs, they're going to spank my, my poor club. And I say it's time to go buy Anthony Davis. He's disappeared. He's been off the map for crap. How long has it been now? Almost two months, I think. But he's very slowly working his way back. And I think the Lakers want to get him in some ball games before the actual playoff starts. Whatever that happens to be. 25 minutes. doesn't need to be 32 because he's AD. He can be very good in 25 minutes anyway. So I yeah. say Roto Games cap, head-to-head middle of the pack. Go lob like a top 55 60 guy out there i bet you can get anthony davis from a team that's been sitting on him and doesn't think he's ever coming back yep that's my insane take for the day bogman i think you're first on this one too insane not insane enough i don't know there's something in the middle there right (laughs) i've lost track of
2: yeah
1: i so here's where i am with this i think the idea is good but i think that you have to be you have to be a pretty good team. Like you got to be a team that's getting a bye week in the playoffs because that is like... I wouldn't do it there. I wouldn't blow up a good team. Well, I wouldn't blow up a good team, but if you're like far and away number one, I think that's when I do it. Anything else, I don't think I'm messing with it because, I mean, what is getting him into games shape? Like they're not going to bring him back too much before LeBron comes back, right? Because they want to get those guys rolling together. So uh, I don't know about that. So I I don't think it's too insane because AD is the number one player when he plays, right? So trading a top 50 player for him, regardless of when he comes back, could be a smart move, right? So I'm I'm never going to say that trying to acquire AD before the season is over because he's supposed to be back is insane. But what I will say is that I think it's dicey because oh, I yeah. think that the Lakers could, you know, just say, hey, look, LeBron's not going to come back AD. Is coming back slower than we thought if that's something that happens with him and why why the hell would we even bother let's just play him the last week and a half and then roll into the playoffs with them they're gonna have an easy team probably well maybe not in the west yeah, but um it. i was gonna say maybe they might have an easy matchup in the first round but probably not To to be honest so i think the intention is to get them back you know at least three weeks before the playoffs but I don't know if it's going to work out. So I'd, I'd say this one is uh, this one's a little dicey for me. Bogman's going too crazy. What do you got, Jonas? Too crazy?
2: I'm, I'm with Dan, and I'll tell oh. you why. I have Davis in a keeper league, and I can't trade him for anything. I have asked every league manager in my league about, do you want Davis? What would you get for me? I've got nothing, man. Wow. People are off Anthony Davis. You can get him for pennies on the dollar right now. And this is a player who's, you could argue, the second best player of the last decade in fantasy basketball.
1: I know. Right. And you and can't you trade him away for any, in a him keeper league. No one,
2: yeah. And no one thinks he's coming back and he's been warming up on the court for a week now, looking good. shooting. Well, why aren't jumping? the
1: teams that are out of the playoffs trying to get him from you? Right.
2: Yep. It, it just makes no sense. So I think he might be the best. I don't know if your trade deadlines passed in our leagues, but if, if, if it's not, he might be the best by low option right now because the Lakers can't afford to slide in the standings. They're matched up against the Denver nuggets right now. You think they want to play the Nuggets in the first round? Hell no.
1: No, no, so nobody gonna be, should.
2: Yeah, exactly. So they're going to be trying to win some games here. They can't, they don't have really the luxury of uh, resting them anymore. They may, like Dan said, play him like 28, 29 minutes, but outright resting him unless it's against like the Cavaliers or Pistons. I don't think it, they can do it. They're not good enough right now.
1: Let's get weird. Yep. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just, Anthony Davis <laughs> oh. is so hurt all the time. And I know that's probably what is. Uh, that, that's obviously what you just said, Jonas, and that's yeah. why it's been hard to trade him. So may, maybe I'm a little too far into that camp. Uh, but I don't know, it, you know, this is a case where maybe the two Lakers fans are looking at this a little too close. So, uh, it, it
0: could be, you know, I usually Dodge Lakers in fantasy. I, I, I tend to, at least, uh,
1: I, I only take rockets when they're bad. So, you know, <laughs> you got so many right now. Though. I have all of them, you know. I have, <laughs> I cool. have all of them right now. So, oh uh, man, I, I do have a lot of uh Porter uh, and Martin shares, so that's nice. But, uh, uh, all right. is that three for you, Dan? Is that everything? That's yes, that's the Danny boat. All right, so here we go with mine number one, uh, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. seen that broken out last night. He got the 30 minutes, he had a good line, but it was with Burch out sick. Uh, i I don't know man w- what do we think of what do we think of Wendell Carter Jr m- moving forward Dan is this the out is this the breakout for him or is this the hey he had a good he had a good game let's not look too far into it
0: um <clears throat> I'm gonna go somewhere in between with my assessment of what that game was uh he was part of a unit that was playing better so he got additional playing time but he was always a guy that if you picked him up at the trade deadline which you should have you had to know that it was going to take a little bit of time that they were going to have to try to teach him all of their defensive rotations and schemes and how they play everybody else and then offensive stuff. And so there's a lot of like working him in, but he is, uh, he's the guy to take a chance on for them. They know what they have in Kem Birch. They know what they have in Mo Bamba and clearly they don't like it that much. If they did, he would have been playing more by now. So yeah. this is the sort of unknown shiny toy, but... You can't just throw him out there for 32 minutes on his first game because they still want to actually look like a competent basketball team, which is kind of amazing actually that they continue to seem competent on a nightly basis. So yes, I think this was the start of something for him. I think you actually probably see, you know, if you're, I know the mirror image on the video we're doing here, so I'll go backwards for me. You're, you're going to see this trend line that's going to do these these sort of dips and and peaks, but overall you just need the slope to be coming up this way. So I, I'd say. Hold on to him, understand the next one probably going to be worse. Uh, but upward trajectory is what you're looking for. You like you hope he's really good maybe seven to ten days from now.
1: Jonas, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm with Dan. I think opportunity is a greater than talent here, but that's fine. Sometimes fantasy is about opportunity. And uh, with Bamba, like, I think Bamba's the more exciting fantasy prospect, but he can't play more than 20 minutes. Like He physically can't. He gets tired after six minutes on the floor. So uh, I don't think they want to play Kim Birch because... A he's not very good. B he's kind of old, right? For the rebuilding magic and there's just no incentive to play him. So Window Carter Jr 28 minutes, Bomba, 20 minutes going forward sounds reasonable to me.
1: All right. Uh, I mean, uh he's just been so disappointing. Yeah, I just not convinced so he's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying I I'm, I'm trying to see if you guys will convince me that he's going to do something. You guys are like, "Eh, we'll see." You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hold it- on. Not very inspirational Our
2: favorite player passing her the ball right now. So <laughs> how good can he be?
1: Um, how about uh, over the last 30 days, Robert Williams ranks ahead of Gobert, Towns, Porzingis, and Bam. He's obviously not ahead of these guys for the rest of the season. But what about like Zion? Uh, Zion's been uh, dealing with the thumb. You know, the uh, the Pelicans, like Jonas mentioned before in this, are they going to tank? Are they going to go for it? Kind of middling area. What are you guys thinking about Robert Williams for the rest of the year versus Zion? Would you take would you go Time Lord or Zion, Jonas?
2: Uh, still Zion for me. And that's with me knowing I think Robert Williams is probably top 30, top 40 ish going forward because the Boston struck out the trade deadline. They struck out in the buyout market. They didn't get orders. They didn't get drumming. They got no one except Fournier, of course, the world's best player. Um, (laughs) But yeah, very excited about Robert Williams. There's a clear path to 28, 30 minutes here. Um, The reason Brad Stevens said in the season that he held him back was he wanted his minutes to peak later in the season. So they're keeping him fresh for a reason. His minutes are going to keep going up, keep going up. And like you said, last two weeks, he's 39th in 24 minutes. You add six more minutes to that equation, and he's a borderline first rounder because the the key here is we all know about the block rate. We all know about the steals. He's really good steals for a big man as well but 3.1 assists and 24 minutes. He's a really good passer.
1: What do you think, Dan?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it was, was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago when on this show. We all agreed, like, his hype was high, and it wasn't high enough. You needed yep. to go out there, and you needed to spend through the roof to get Time Lord. Um, that particular question... I'm going to go Time Lord. Oh! Yeah, I'll, I'll nice. get weird here. Um, you know, honestly, if someone proposed that trade to me, I might wimp out if it was my own team. It's much easier to say in this sort of vague yeah. ethereal sense. Uh, yeah, you know, because Zion is just so very consistent, and if he's healthy, he's going to play giant minutes, and he's, he's actually shown himself to be a, a much better fantasy player this year than, than any of us, I think, had expected. I know, certainly I didn't.
1: Well, yeah, uh, at the beginning of the season, I think we all kind of crapped on Zion. So We did, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he has been much better than we all expected, for sure.
0: Yeah, he fixed, I don't say fixed, but his free throw shooting got a lot better, so it wasn't that just colossal drag every single night. He's at 71% now, which, like, yeah, he's pulling you down, but he's also one of the best field goal percent impact players we've had in the NBA in forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, Eileen, I Time Lord, actually, Zion feels like top 50 is probably kind of where he's going to peak out for now. And uh, with with Robert Williams... There's actually room above that. If he plays 25, 26, 27 minutes, he could be a top 25 guy. Mm-hmm. He's like you, Jonas, you talked about his passing. His passing has been great for them lately. So, yeah. uh, time Lord, time Lord, time Lord. That was, that was the, <laughs> the thing we tried to impart on everyone two weeks ago, overpay for him when he was ranked 70th, because you're going to get somebody that's going up two to three to four rounds over the next little bit. So uh yeah there's there's my hot take i'm just man i'm going nuts today on this show all the crazy takes are me (laughs)
1: what happened we always say dan the crazy one you know dan's usually (laughs) the most conservative one especially in drafts as as far as uh you know fantasy basketball goes of course but uh it's crazy dan day i like it so and the uh, last guy you have
0: on your list is like the ultimate dan guy and i'm probably gonna poop on him
1: (laughs) (laughs) well not in front of me please but uh you know the uh i think i think i'm going with zion slightly but i think it's close that's why i put it together you know what i mean i think i think if the pelicans do uh you know try to get that last playing spot and really push for it zion's gonna have to be a huge part of that so that's why i would uh lean towards him slightly over time lord but it, it's it's gonna be close between him and williams uh down the stretch so uh, but my last one just so you guys can kind of uh fill me in because i just i look at this and i go I, I don't know. Let, let me ask these guys of, about it. This front court in uh, with with Brooklyn Jonas, you know, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge got thirty minutes. That's not going to happen every night. So, what yeah. should our realistic Lamarcus Aldridge expectation be moving forward here?
2: I think we saw a big line from Aldridge because the Nets didn't have Durant, they didn't have Harden, so they slowed it down, played a lot of half court offense last night. Um, they were actually the Hornets were double teaming Aldridge. Uh, which was weird, but uh, he actually showed some really nice playmaking out of it too. So he uh, looked really good last night. But yeah, realistically, I think we're looking at 24 minutes here for Aldridge as, as a best case scenario when you factor in Durant's return and all that good stuff. Um, and the reason why is because they still have to find Nick Claxton 24 minutes. Um, we've heard me talk about him all, year, all season, so I don't want to just go over this again. But the reason why, uh, his net rating this year is 15, plus 15. With DeAndre Jordan on the floor, it's a negative 0. 0.7. <laughs> so pretty uh, pretty glaring there. And remember, when they have Durant and they, they have Harden, they have Kyrie all playing, they're going to run, right? They've been scoring like 125, 130 points a game with those three in the floor. And that's why they need but Claxton. Didn't
1: they, they just sat Jordan last night, right?
2: Yeah, he, he's out of the rotation. He's not going to be in the rotation anymore. It's Claxton's yeah. world.
1: <laughs> he only got 14, though, last
2: night. Yeah, that's fair. But he also had some foul trouble early on, and they didn't okay. really need him last night. It was Aldridge's debut. They really hyped him up in his debut too.
1: So, Dan, don't don't be too hard on my guy here. No, actually, I
0: was just gonna laugh at how um, apparently this buyout was the one that that was the straw that broke a camel's back for the buyout market. <laughs> Have you guys watched Lamarcus Aldridge last? Listen, I love Lamarcus Aldridge. I I draft him all the time. I've been <laughs> disappointed this year after sort of winning that one for like a half a decade in a row. Uh Dude, he's old now. He's not He's not the guy that's going to put them over the top. The guy that's going to put them over the top was already on the team, and it's one of the three superstars. This doesn't... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those, those minutes are getting split. When Kevin Durant comes back, that's 30-some-odd minutes that have been getting squeezed into the Jeff Green and the Aldridge and the Blake Griffin and the Claxton and the DeAndre Jordan buckets. And as everybody keeps coming back, it's just going to get tighter and tighter. And you know it ain't going to impact Harden or Durant or Kyrie or even Joe Harris, really. So that leaves not that many minutes for a hell of a lot of big guys. Um, (laughs) I'm avoiding that situation altogether. This is, by all accounts, an opportunity to sell LaMarcus Aldridge. If you can get somebody to buy him for even like a top 85, top 94 guy, I'd take it. Yep.
1: Yeah, try to flip him right now while these guys are out. A couple of listener questions before we go. Uh, This one is... Um, he he's, uh, wondering if he should offer maybe Moses Brown another player to get one of a D or, uh, Tobias Middleton or Siakam. You guys think that's a fair deal?
0: Dan, Uh, I'll start with you. Sorry. I was, uh, Oh, you put it up on the screen. Sorry. I was trying to find it in the chat and then I realized you, I got you. you, I got you. uh Anthony Davis or Tobias Middleton Siakam uh That's
1: for Moses Brown plus another player.
0: Oh. Uh so are you attempting to get one of these guys? Yeah, He's I trying would to get uh, one of
1: these guys for Brown and and one other smaller role player guy.
0: Yeah. Um absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I I love Moses Brown. I I like we've talked about him a lot on this show. I have him almost everywhere thanks to Jonas talking about him in, when he was in the G League. Uh, but I also think that because he's such a mon- monster hype guy right now, you could turn him into a top 40, top 30 kind of guy, and you kind of have to. So yeah, yes I agree to with Dan. all of them. Yes to all of them. Yep.
1: It, it, that's that's hard to hear Jonas say that he would trade Moses Brown, but yeah, I, I'll, I mean, I'll accept like it. Said, I mean, you're getting a star.
2: This so. is peak value. Yeah. So we've seen yeah. him with 30 minutes. So uh,
1: I got him about- in a keeper league that I'm very excited about, by that's the way. Awesome. That's one where
0: I'm not trading him away for what for I-
1: Tobias. <laughs> How about this one from, uh, I don't know, a guy named Adam King. And we'll start with you on this one, Jonas. Oh, If you guys get to this train, I know that guy. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Bogdan the rest of the way?
2: Um, he's going to have a monster game tonight. If he's not too tired, he played 45 minutes yesterday. I know what what is
1: going on with him. 45 minutes. And then it was, uh, 37 the night before 23, (laughs) 21 the other night. This is nuts.
2: Hawks are missing a bunch of people right now. Deandre Hunter, Cam Reddish should be back soon. Uh, Hunters knee keeps flaring up. His knee has swelled up 3 times already, so that's very troubling.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, he did come back a little too early. Maybe. maybe the maybe the 6 to 7 weeks was right yeah. uh, with the first one. Maybe they brought him back a little too early. Everyone was like, "Oh, look, he's coming back 5 weeks out instead of 6." Maybe the six was right.
2: You know? Maybe they can take some notes from the Grizzlies and keep them out for a couple of years, right? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we,
1: well, we don't want to go that extreme. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> had to fit him in the show sometime, right?
1: Right, right. <laughs> 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 had to wedge him in sure. there. What do you think, Dan? Oh man, yeah. I don't. I don't know. There,
0: he's uh, he's getting a lot of run right now. So you might as well just roll with it and see what happens. Like uh, this is one of those ones that to me is is easy because. Uh, you you just stream him. You got a great opportunity, especially tonight, because uh, Trey's out, right? Didn't we get that report like right no. before we signed on? Um, so yeah, and then just roll with it. This it's a potential streamer with benefits situation. We don't know what Cam Reddish's timeline is. We don't know if Hunter might just get re shut down. And I know I think Lou Williams actually did finally play a little bit here, but it, it, you know it doesn't. Know, I don't know that they're trying to ram into him into a ton of minutes either. So, yeah, I mean, Bogdan needs to be a relatively high usage, high minute guy to hit that mark because his fantasy game is a little weird when he's not kind of controlling things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's playing 30 some odd minutes, then absolutely pick him up, roll with him. And if it falls off, you drop him.
1: How about this one here? Uh, uh, What about a head to head uh, 12 team head to head points league rank these for the rest of the season? Boucher. Wendell Carr Jr., Roby, or Noel? Jonas, what do you I'll got i start. That? I have okay. Boucher
2: number one real quick. Uh, the rest of the three are pretty close to me, so I'm not even going to bother there. Boucher, for one reason, um, right after the trade deadline, um, when they asked about Kyle Lowry, Masai Ujiri referred to this first-round pick three times in one paragraph. He said, we're going to use our first-round pick to, build, to shape our future. If that's not the most obvious tell that you're going to be tanking down the stretch, then I don't know what is, and... <laughs> Boucher, like I wrote that uh, Nick Nurse is playing against him in his hometown fantasy league, because I think it's true. We've seen this before, like three times (laughs) We have pulled his minutes back. Uh, For some reason, uh, Boucher is the only player that Nick Nurse seems to complain about, yet Siakam can throw a tantrum in the locker room play the next game. Aaron Baines can play 28 minutes with 0.0 rebounds. It doesn't get mentioned by Nick nurse. So <laughs> it's a weird d- how d- much it's
0: like now. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: now. <laughs> it's weird how hard uh, Nick nurse has been on Boucher when he's been a six man of the year candidate. And all of a sudden you're just talking trash about him when, you're playing him out of position at the five anyway, and you're complaining that he's not rebounding. Like, what do you want? He's six foot ten and weighs twenty three pounds. What do you expect?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Is uh, is is Jonas It's Boucher, and then everybody yeah,
0: Boucher is number one. I'll, I'll go Noel two, and uh, then I'll I'll put those other two guys in a in a distant bucket. I'll, I'll I think I'll go Wendell Carter Jr. over Roby, just because you know maybe yeah. he maybe he grabs that spot. Yeah, I mean, you know, Boucher is just not going to play thirty minutes a night. That's not going to be his, his total number, yeah. and that's fine. Yep. I got a lot of, like, is he a drop now? I'm like, no, he's not a drop just because he isn't as good as he was. He's yeah. still doing okay. He's just not top 25 anymore. Now he's maybe right. more like 75 to 90 range. Either way, you have a guy you should be starting in fantasy, and he is, yes, significantly ahead of uh,
1: those other clowns, other yeah. than Noel, who
0: I do like. <laughs> right. last not as much in points, Leagues.
1: Last one from Adam again. I, I I like that he's firing these ones at you guys. Uh, fi- final one: uh, Fournier or Norm Powell for the rest of the season, Dan? What no, you got there? no, Norm. Easily Norm
2: for me. Yeah. No, I, what love what it.
1: was was Fournier like? 0 for ten the other night. What, what was that terrible line that he had? That's called a Westbrook
0: second half, by the way. <laughs> 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 I'm throwing both today, man. <laughs>
1: Dan's in it to win it today. I like That's that. I yeah. <laughs> It, it, I, no, this I is,
0: missed it doing my own show.
1: So I got to get that. I got to get the piss and vinegar going. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Powell. Uh, this is Powell for you too, Jonas.
2: Yeah, it's very clear for me. Powell, Powell's been one of the best shooting guards in the NBA. They see he's going to get paid a lot of money this summer.
1: Yeah. And I know Jonas, you got to go. So we are going to end it there. Uh, follow us all on Twitter at Jonas Nader from NBC sports edge. And what do you have going on over there? More AMAs on Tuesdays, right?
2: Yeah, but I'm going to switch gears here and promote our new app. We have a new app that actually launched uh, today, so I'm very excited oh. about it. Yeah, it looks very clean. Uh, it's been a year since we've had an app, so this is very exciting. So it looks really, really good. I should have really
1: known it was coming. I saw, uh, yeah. I saw you guys <laughs> yeah, tweet out. Apps, yes. Wasn't it cool when we had an app? And I was yep. like, why would you tweet that if <laughs> yeah. you don't have one right now? So it's <laughs> it came out today then, huh?
2: Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So it be a lot of fun.
1: Uh, Dan, what uh, at Dan Vespris on the Twitter machine, what's going on at HoopBall?
2: Oh, I
0: don't know. There's so many things happening. We uh, <laughs> are our uh, gaming division diving into baseball these days, which is kind of cool. Uh, shout out to Devin and Blake for putting together a all 30 team baseball futures bet primer. That's pretty cool. That's over at Hoopball Gaming. So check out that wing of our operation. And then, yeah, my Twitter feed is right there on the screen. It's at Dan Bespris for those listening. D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Everything else I do is uh, through there. Even though things have gotten so busy that I I can't reply to everyone anymore. I'm very sorry about that. I did it for as long as I could, but I'm still going to try, damn it. So, uh, yeah, give me a follow. I'll I'll, uh, keep everybody abreast of what's going on over there.
1: All right. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman sports. Check out patreon.com slash ITL army. Got a lot of baseball going on because opening day just started uh, for baseball yesterday. So we got a lot of that going on. Of course, still doing basketball here with the real big three. And uh, I think that's everything, boys. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Have a great weekend, everybody.